Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific shares are mixed this morning as investors await trade figures from China and a monetary statement from Australia's central bank. Seoul is trading up 0.8%, but Tokyo and Sydney are trending lower. This follows a night of gains in the US where the Nasdaq set a new record high, jumping 1% to close above 11,100. The S&P 500 chalked up its fifth straight gain and is now closing in on the record it set last February. Joining me now to break down all the market action, and we'll start with OCBC and Capital Land results, is Ryan Huang. Are you ready to take us through the numbers, Ryan? Yeah, another morning of numbers, so <laughs> let's get into it. Let's kick off with the banking sector. Singapore's second biggest lender has opened its books just a short while ago, and the numbers are, well, worse than expected. OCBC reporting a 40% drop in second quarter profits and a big jump in the provision for bad loans. So let's start with that bad loan number. A year ago, OCBC set aside $111 million in provisions for credit losses. How much did it have to set aside in this most recent quarter? Yeah, similar trend we've always saw last uh, or uh, yesterday with DBS and UOB. So this time around, it is setting aside $750 million for potential bad loans. And like you mentioned, this is more than six times what it set aside last year. And versus the previous quarter, uh, it is also higher than what it set aside at around $650 million. So it is reflective of what banks are bracing for. Uh, more bad loans ahead, more defaults with the potential um, bankruptcies, businesses going out of uh, getting into more trouble, unable to pay back some of their earlier loans. So all that with the backdrop of stimulus measures, uh, some of them expiring soon. So things like the job support scheme, uh, things like the debt moratorium, even though things are being pushed back, not all of them are likely to be able to pay back. So that is going to be the scenario they are bracing themselves for. So that is a big drag on the um, quarterly profit numbers. So for OCBC, uh, we've got it down by 40% for the, for the second quarter. And for DBS, it was down by 22%. And UOB was down by 40%. So all in, uh, it was expected. And I think the question is, what's going to happen next? Indeed. Uh, just picking up on that point on dragging factors, these provisions are not the only factor dragging OCBC profits down. Lending income also shrank, right? Yeah, so lending income as telegraphed by the banks, mm. uh, were hit by lower rates. And if I take a quick look at the non-interest or rather net interest margins, uh, that came down to 1.6%. Uh, so it was at 1.79% last year and at 1.76% in the previous quarter. So the margins that it can make from giving out loans is lower and that is likely to stay low for the many quarters to come because many countries and governments are having so much trouble turning their economies around. They are more likely to cut rates and to raise rates. So that is likely to be a low rate environment. And if you look at the lending income, that was down, net interest income is down 7% from a year ago to $1.48 billion. So what does all this mean for investors? We know that DBS and UOB announced sharp cuts in dividends. What about OCBC? Yeah, let's walk through the dividends for OCBC. So it has declared 15.9 cents for the second quarter dividends. So that is the interim dividend. And this 
compares to last year's uh, dividend. Uh, let's take a quick look at the numbers. It was just over 33 cents, I believe. I'll get the number to you in just a moment. It has just <laughs> skipped my screen. Okay, so we do have it at 25 cents yeah, last year. So that was the um, figure. So mm-hmm. noticeably, it is lower in, in guidance with the MAS um, guidance for moderation of dividends this year. Also, like the two banks yesterday, it is offering a script dividend scheme and you can get a 10% discount if you go for this scheme for the shares. So right now, 15.9 cents is half the maximum 31.8 cents dividend it can give out for this financial year. So pretty much in trend with banks around the world moderating dividends. Uh, What's also worth noting is um, it is looking out for, I guess, rather cautiously optimistic. It says business activity is rising. Mm -hmm. It's not systemic yet. It doesn't look very consistent or sustainable yet, but they are seeing some signs. So that is what we took away from the outlook uh, from its presentation today. All right. Now, we also have a fresh indication of how the pandemic is affecting property developers. Capitaland's first half profits have plunged nearly 90%. How is Capitaland positioning this drop, Ryan? Yeah, 89% drop to $96.6 million. And this for the first half of 2020. And this is mainly due to the impact from COVID-19 to residential, retail and its lodging businesses. And we have, of course, many offices uh, being forced to close uh, being forced to close, non-essential retail trades also unable to operate. So a lot of that affecting the commercial sector and of course in turn capital land. So that is pretty much the picture, a big hit from COVID-19 uh, dragging down its first half um, earnings. All right, StarHub also reporting its numbers this morning. The telco is reporting an 18% drop in second quarter revenue. Cost cutting has trimmed the impact of that a wee bit. Starhub's profits down about 14%. What can you tell us about how the pandemic is affecting Starhub? Yeah, I actually missed this out on Capital Land. So they are now looking out for um, counter-cyclical opportunities to uplift their growth. So pretty much trying to divest non-core assets to look for more things to invest in. Okay, going back into Starhub, how <laughs> is you. Starhub doing, right? If I look at Starhub's results, pretty much what we were looking out for. And you are looking at the COVID-19 pandemic affecting things like business travel. So that affected things like roaming, IDD, um, even access data usage. So all that was hit on Even pay income. TV service was Pay down. TV as well. So yeah. maybe more people are turning away to other options. Like Nintendo. Nintendo, Netflix <laughs> maybe. So maybe some of them are just facing tougher times and mm. cutting their subscriptions to what they don't need necessarily. So Q2 was down by 5.6% to $37.3 million. And looking at some of the um, things we can take away from it, the bad side of it, of course, service and travel, we talked about it. The good side, the bright spots, enterprise business was doing well. And that comes from cybersecurity and the cloud business. So it's got something going on for it. So startups, hopefully or looking forward to building on this segment more strongly in the coming quarters. All right, I don't know if you have the numbers on your screen, but do you know how much of a dividend StarHub is paying out? Okay, dividends for StarHub at 2.5 cents. So that is lower than last year's interim dividend of 4.5 cents. So that is in line with that whole trend of companies buffering for tougher times to hit by moderating their cash flow. 
Okay, great to know. Let's turn to tech stocks, Ryan. Apple hit a fresh all-time high overnight. Investors have been actively buying the stock since it announced blowout profits a week ago. And get this, it may become the first U.S.-listed company to be worth $2 trillion U.S. dollars. It is getting enticingly close to that mark. Elsewhere, Facebook did even better than Apple overnight. Investors cheered the release of a new Instagram feature, Reels, it's called. It is Facebook's answer to TikTok. Uh, reels as in film reels that's what the name refers to tell us more Ryan yeah so you might remember many features that Facebook have uh, has uh, introduced over the years so uh, for example Snapchat was once a big competitor to Facebook and Facebook came up with its own Facebook stories and even Instagram has come up with its own version of something to fight against Snapchat so Facebook, if you can't beat them, just come up with your own. So they have come up with their own version. Of course, this is um, something to beat TikTok. And it's a very interesting timing because it is amid all this debate in Washington between the US and China on national security. So this is maybe something positive for it because Facebook, of course, owned by the US, um, a US company. So it is looking at capitalizing on this niche right now. Uh, if maybe TikTok gets into some regulatory trouble, Facebook is now there to fill up that niche. Also, so, you could see it as uh, Facebook not wanting Microsoft to own this space completely. Yeah, Facebook, uh, I mean, uh, Microsoft, a big frenemy. They've collaborated for years, but Facebook, uh, Microsoft, of course, recently said they are now looking to buy the US business assets of TikTok. So now Facebook may be doing a bit of preemptive action and launching its own version of TikTok. Yeah, Reels. I'm going to be talking about this, in fact, in about um, an hour's time with my analysts. It's 15,000 lines of code of AI behind TikTok. You know, it's it's the AI backbone that makes TikTok so addictive, apparently. Is that really what is at the heart of this acquisition? We're going to find out in just a while, in about an hour's time. All right, uh, the whole world actively waiting for a COVID-19 vaccine with bated breath. We've seen markets and individual stocks jump when there is news of progress. So Goldman Sachs is issuing a warning. You could call it a contrarian report from the staunch investment house. So Goldman strategist warning that a successful vaccine could upend the markets. How can this be? Walk us through their thesis. <laughs> okay, so warning in the, I guess, positive sense. They are saying the market has underpriced the possibility of a vaccine coming on stream. Mm. So they say it's underpriced by as much as 40%. And they are quite optimistic. So they are saying the market's looking out for a vaccine to come on in the first quarter of 2021. But they think that maybe this could happen as early as uh, something being approved in November. And maybe you could see it earlier than we think. So that is something they are saying could see a trigger in the markets to sell off in bonds and also a rotation away from the current technology rally Mm -hmm. into the cyclical stock segment. So that is something the warning could happen, a bit of a volatile, I guess, event that might take place if the vaccine uh, progress does accelerate faster than what people are thinking of. I see. Before we share the SDI numbers, I want to check in with local stocks, of course, but how are investors reacting to those Capital Land, OCBC and Starhub results? All right, good question. I have to bring up my screen on, right now to refresh it. It's so a big screen. So looking at OCBC, you've got it down 0.9% at 
$8.72. And look at Capital Land is down 1.5% at $2.72. And quick one, if I have to bring up StarHub, that is not on this list right now, but I have it at 0.8% higher at $1.23. So a bit of a mixed reaction across the board from the numbers so far this morning. Okay, the Straits Times Index rose 1% yesterday to close just shy of 25.60. We're 18 minutes into the local trading day. How's it doing this morning? Uh, STI lasts on a three-day winning streak and it is now in the morning down by 0.4% at 2,549. So pretty much a rather subdued session uh, reflected across Asia. You've got markets trying to digest a couple of things overnight, uh, including what is going to be coming up the 10 a.m. China data numbers as well as tonight's non-farm payrolls, which will give indication of where China's recovery picture is as well as the U.S. labor market. All right. Well, thank you very much. Enjoy your long weekend. What are you going to be doing for National Day? I will be having a KFC feast. All right. I am going to be sipping on coffee inspired by a a chocolate wafer in Singapore from the 1980s. (laughs) (laughs) What, you ask? Uh, There's a company I'm speaking to next. And by the way, I I was drinking a lot of coffee during National Days for the past couple of years. How Um, much coffee do you drink every day? uh, I I don't drink that much coffee. I drink coffee when I'm under duress. So past couple of National Days, I I was a television commentator. And so you have to stay up and, and it's six weeks of rehearsals before National Day so there was a lot of coffee drinking so that's what I <laughs> so associate with National Day. reliving the memories now. Absolutely but you know we shine a spotlight on a local grown homegrown coffee company in just a while. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives financial situation and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.